So it's all a bit complicated, isn't oh, it? Oh, life is so complicated. I can't believe it. It's just like there's admin coming out of my ears. My mother, her bless her, had a stumble in the night, one o'clock mm. in the morning, which tends to be the time she does that. But it's just that and, you know, there's a few other issues going on. I'm taking a couple of days out this week, so work mm. is more pressured. And some idiot wanted to go every, weekly with the podcast, which doesn't help. No, well, we anyway. could uh, we could undo that, although it seems a bit quick to undo it, given we've only just started it. <laughs> one week in. <laughs> yeah, one week in. We say, no, we can't cope with this. Yeah. We go back to it every two weeks. That's about right. No, let's just go for it. <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody to episode 69 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page. I'm joined as ever by my good friend Joe Davis. Hello. Hello Joe. Thank you. Hello. Hello. And we start with obviously thanks to everybody who's donating. That's yes, great. Yes, we do. Thank you so much, you wonderful people. If you want to carry on, please do. There's links from the web uh, page and uh, yeah, very kind of you. Um, as I said in the prelim, we're going... We, we're, trying a sort of going weekly at the moment mm. <laughs> and it's going tremendously well so far <laughs> <a> fantastic <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> but good so so i mean you sh- we should say a bit more of the thinking behind that yeah well what I on think earth is the thinking nick i don't know what on earth i was thinking actually because i have to do all the heavy lifting so i think um oh I yeah think... you carry this show I do. i'm glad you identified it um no i think it's more that uh I don't know, I suppose trying to build audience, you know, seeing whether it's mm. going to work with that, trying to get, uh, you know, a, a bit more, few more listeners mm. on board Are and we? weekly might help with that. See, I genuinely didn't know that. I thought mm. it was more about just like transitioning from heavily topic based to two old blokes getting old together well, and chatting along the way. No, you see, I think that's the effect of going weekly. Once you take the decision <laughs> ah. to go weekly, you then have to think, well, how is this going to change the podcast? And in fact, one of the things, um, and I know, you know, I don't want to bore people with our, our thinking, although, uh, frankly, no, I suppose the podcast is boring people with our thinking. <laughs> Though you are very, boring them. Carry on. That's his very nature. Um, one, I think what we want to do is we want to sort of transition this slightly from uh, doing the kind of topics that we used to do. We still do those um, occasionally, but really, I just thought it would be more interesting to talk about our life and where we find God in it and other people's lives yeah. and where they find God in that. Yeah. And, Rather than pretend to be experts on a lot of things that we're not really very yes. expert on. Uh, no, we're not experts, I think it's fair to say. And if you haven't worked that out by now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something is very wrong. But that's not to say we won't give you our take on, you know, I don't know, all kinds of things if you want. But that, And we will. We have got some sort of topics yeah. coming up. But I think uh, we will We'll just try and reflect on what's happening in our lives, I think, a bit more, really. Sure. Yeah. If it's interesting, great. And if it's not interesting, well, you can just bless off. You can and, bless um, off. <laughs> we really should get some T-shirts with that on. Bless think, off. Yeah, bless, bless off, off T-shirts would be great. Copyright. Would it, if people are interested in a bless off T-shirt, we should get it done. Right? We should, yeah. Let us know. I think the other thing we should get done, <laughs> I thought about today, is the inappropriate Christian verse calendar. 
you know, like where you have a picture of a kitten. Yeah, no, um, let's do it. And then you have some horrendous verse out of Leviticus attached to it. Yeah, that's great. We should launch that for next year. We might be a Christmas thing. We should. We should. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. so, the the world's our oyster, Nick. We can it's do all about what the we merch. Like. It's all about the merch. <laughs> Anyway, um, so we're also going to swap the show around a bit this week because, oh. uh, you know, I want to talk about, about uh, what's happening in our lives. So we're going to start with emails, I think. OK, let's do um, that. We'll get, get straight in. Really. OK, let's do it. OK, from Phil. He says this. I enjoyed hearing about Nick's writing course uh, and was struck, as I'm sure you both were, by how much spiritual insight and encouragement Nick gained from a course that was seemingly not overtly spiritual. I fear that even mentioning this only perpetuates the spiritual-unspiritual divide, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Nick spoke as if he just returned from, say, a retreat at De- Lee Abbey. It just goes to show what we know, but perhaps don't always recognise enough of. Oh, yeah, good good comment. So just making the point there. that Yeah, that absolutely. I think it was spiritual. It just wasn't sort of Christian spiritual. I think exactly. That's the, the kind of thing. But um, I, I, I think this is absolutely common, really, isn't it? That most of the... A huge amount of spiritual insight I've gained in in life. What little? Well, I say a huge amount. I haven't gained much, but a little bit. I've often gained from novels or films or things that aren't yeah. Christian. Mm. But truth is truth, really. Exactly. Exactly right. Ian says this. He says, I'm wondering what you said in your last podcast. I'm a regular listener and a big fan, but when I tried to access the latest podcast on my phone, as I've often done before, I got a warning about adult content. And then he says, see attached. And he sent a picture. <laughs> Thought you would like to know. I'm really looking forward to listening on my computer now. <laughs> so there was a glorious warning sign that says, warning, adult content on our really? podcast. Has anybody else got that? Yeah. I would think puerile content is more the <laughs> warning you should so. get. Yeah, immature, it's, it's utterly <laughs> immature drivel. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's a proper warning. Nothing <laughs> adult about it. I, I, don't have think, I don't think Apple Podcasts can check for drivel, actually. Yeah, but anyway, it's, you know, it's a warning go. childish content. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, anyway. Tim says this. Hey, fellas, enjoy your podcast as usual. Your honesty and humility make you very easy to listen to. And it helps to me to trust the truths you speak about, even if much of it is a load of oh. Which I thought was harsh, but true. Well, I, and that's going to gain us an adult warning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I would have thought so. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about this. I and don't that... disagree with him. <laughs> no, I don't. It's, it's, it's good. But, yeah, the point is, he likes it. I mean, he's recognising it. Typical um, of our listeners that they compliment yeah. us because we are, in fact, talking. Yes, exactly. I like that. I bet Rob Bell doesn't get emails. I don't think he does. <laughs> okay. Thank and, you very much. And this one's from Peter, but because he wrote in recently, he said we should call him Harold. So it's from Harold. And he yeah. says this, you asked for suggestions of practices that can help us be Christ-like at work. Here's one I was taught by my business partner when I was anxious about what the day would hold. He'd get me to ask myself this question. How can I enjoy myself today? The language may not sound particularly spiritual, and yet it can have a really powerful effect on one's energy and ability to bring the best in yourself and others. And uh, I absolutely loved that email because yeah. it, it, you know, it does remind me that, you know, the quality of our life is very often down to the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. That's so, interesting. Oh, I really believe that, and I've proved it in my own life. So, you know, if if the question you're asking yourself continues, why am I such an idiot, or why am I so stressed, or why am I, you know. You're only ever going to get bad answers. Mm. But if your question is, how can I do all this work and have fun? It's a much better question 
to ask yourself. Mm. Or how can I do all this work and bless some people along the way? Or how can I do this work and then at the end of it reward myself with something that will really bring me life? You know, those those are much better questions. And be thinking. I mean, I was told, and I think this is right, we're thinking questions. See, now you're asking, do we? And, uh, <laughs> and, Very good. and the, well, the answer is, yeah, we do thinking questions. And that's why it's really important. I mean, that's why I love this email, because it's really important you control the question. I mean, this would be a good, yeah. you know, quiet time, inverted commas, practice to just check out the questions you're asking yourself for the day. Because he's absolutely right. If your question in the morning is, how can I enjoy myself today? That's a much better question because your brain will find an answer. A brain always finds the answer. It's a much better question than um, how on earth can I cope with today? Yeah, that's a a really good insight. I'm just trying to think of the questions I ask myself at the beginning of the day. And it's sometimes it's like, what's going to go wrong today? (laughs) I would say that is, you know, (laughs) what way is this life going to let me down today? And and, uh, do you think the other thing about it is that actually that's the question is, how can I how 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 can I enjoy myself today? Feels like. Uh, what's the word? It feel it, it, it sort of feels like self-indulgent. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because we're so mm. programmed to sort of yeah, think exactly. that actually no, you know, as good Christians, mm. our job is not to enjoy ourselves. Enjoyment mm. sounds terribly frivolous, doesn't mm. it? It sounds, uh, you know, sinful and yes, and, you know, yes, of the flesh. The, of the of the it's flesh like enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> that's the last thing we want. Well, I often ask myself, how can I get flesh like enjoyment? Yeah. Right? Well, that's, <laughs> that's another maybe question. that's a different topic entirely. Anyway, no, great. Oh, what a great email. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you Harold, Harold or thank Peter. You. Anyway. <laughs> Whoever you are today. Anyway, yeah. and uh, okay, I'm one from, from a Scottish listener, from Chris. He says this. I struggled with connecting. With... <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't. No, no. It doesn't. I don't. can't do a Scottish accent. So he says, "I struggle with connecting my daily paid work with God." <laughs> in the past, my church context have never took. Stop laughing! I can't <laughs> believe my... you did this. <laughs> my... Shush. <laughs> he says, "In the past, my church context never talked about work at all. So the unspoken assumption was that it was irrelevant to God." About ten years ago, that shifted largely through the influence of LICC. And then he goes on to say, "When I find myself in a situation that would normally." trigger an unchristlike response from me uh, anger or complaining or just getting grumpy i try to see it as an opportunity to serve the people i work with without them necessarily knowing about it for example i get really annoyed by casual unconsiderateness so if i find the coffee machine has been left without being emptied or a meeting room with the furniture rearranged and not put back then my instinctive reaction is to rage and seethe and think about what I'd like to do to whoever it was who made such a mess. At that point, he says, I try to make a deliberate decision to see this as an opportunity to serve my colleagues. So I empty the coffee machine or tidy up the meeting room so that someone else doesn't have to do it, which is the key thought for me. If I'm doing really well, I'll also try to be grateful to have an employer who provides a coffee machine or an office with enough meeting rooms. Mm. Just reframing my thoughts helps me a lot. Very good. I, I mean, that is great because I think on first, I think there was a time when I thought, oh, you know, that's a bit over the top or, you know, creepy. But I mean, the point is, that's exactly what we're trying to do, isn't it? I, follow, I mean, aren't we trying to have different responses to difficult situations so that mm. we don't immediately flip to anger or mm. rage? And I just think that's a, that's a really great thing. I mean, it's back to what we were saying about work and being a secret agent. You, you know, mm. you there you are, one man blessing machine. Blessing everything in your path, and and I think it 
it kicks in with what you were saying in the one before about asking the question. Really, you're just reframing yeah. the question. Yeah. You're, you're reframing your response. In order to do that, of course, you've got to be aware, I think, of your own responses. So he's, he's, it's good that Chris, you know, Chris has obviously put the reflection time in and saying, yes, exactly. look, I respond like this. This is how yeah. I get. And and therefore, how can I do things in a different way? I, it, um, good for him. It sounds difficult, but it is actually genius. So really encourage people, you know, yeah. when you go to work tomorrow and there's that really stressful thing happening that, you know, just really annoys you. <laughs> the coffee machine or whatever it happens to be other people's inconsiderateness instead of doing what you normally do just try and turn that around be grateful to be at work clear it up and see yeah. how you feel about yourself after that great thank you for the emails if you have uh, any more emails we're always uh, thrilled to hear from you or well, joe is and that's who you need to email joe yes. at midfaithcrisis.org thank you well said sir okay thank so you. um I think we're moving to a session we like to call What Have You Been Up To? Yeah, I know. Which was put in here. It's yeah. all change. It um, is. What, so, uh, yes. Well, I've had a mixed week. Come on. I've tried to... After last week's about the yeah. attention thing, I did... I've, I've really enjoyed walking. I've done a lot of walking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And tried to, try to sort of pay attention. Uh, one thing I didn't like paying attention to was the FA Cup final, I'll be honest. <laughs> no, I bet you didn't. That was tough. Well, it, it was an interesting one. So, so the background to that is I am a Watford, uh, or I was brought up a Watford supporter and supported them for a long time as a kid and then into yeah. my a- adulthood. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing was I don't really follow them very much now. I don't. I've, I've, I stopped watching football in, with any sort of seriousness about, uh, I don't know, about t- 2010 or something. I just realised it was doing mm. things to me. It was kind of... I just didn't like the effect on me, you know, oh. and I thought, oh, there's better use of my time. So I sort of stopped doing it. But you can't ever quite get rid of your no. upbringing, can you, or your roots? No, it's lodged so away I, in there. This was the first football match that I'd watched since the uh, World Cup final. Okay. Uh, so I hadn't watched one since, and oh. I can see now why I've stopped. Really. <laughs> yeah, I think you can. Uh, I watched, I watched, and I only watched about... Uh, 25 minutes of it or something like that. Half we should explain and... to the listeners in case oh, yeah. they're not football that they lost to Man City 6-0. I'm trying not to actually mention that. Just 6-0. To... Yes. Um, um, no. And then basically, uh, what else have I been doing? I've been publicising my book. Ah, now. Yes. Now to the real meat of the conversation today. So we should talk about that, which is what we were going to do. Yes, but yes, yes. We'll yes, try yes, and get yes. it over quickly. Let's do that. Let's do this seamless segue into yes. talking about your book. Very good. Okay, so <laughs> I got a question. First of all, what's the book called? It's called The Badly Behaved Bible. And the little... Thinking sub- again about the story of scripture. Excellent. And so my first question is, why mm. on earth <laughs> <laughs> do we need another book on the Bible? Um, <laughs> why is it well, important? There's a couple of reasons. One, I need to earn a living. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if somebody's going to pay me to do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> more, Good reason. More, more um, usefully than yes. that. Uh <laughs> I just felt there wasn't quite anything that was uh, talking about the things I wanted to talk about in, in an ordinary language. There were lots of sort of yeah. academic books about, you know, where we got the Bible from and, yeah. and, and you know, the historicity or otherwise and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. 
but there didn't seem to me to be a lot that just talked in 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 normal language to, to ordinary people and that's really i kind of what i do really so um and also i had i think i had some different ideas about it really i hope right. i did well, uh, you know, I haven't been sent a preview copy as I would expect, oh, I'm sorry. and I look on the doormat every day, oh. and because I would like to have another conversation about the book when I've read it. Yes, that is a good point. Mm. <laughs> I haven't sent it to you because there's not an awful lot of colouring in pages in it. I'll be honest. No, <laughs> surely you included some doctor dot. So, what's different about this book? You, you know, what? Why were you writing it? Um, I, was right, I started off writing it because I kept getting asked. The, the question I was asked most at, when I lead retreats or, or weekend, church weekends or anything like that is, uh, what about the God of the Old Testament? How do we reconcile the violence in the Old Testament with, you know, Jesus mm. in the New Testament? And that mm. was a question I was asked. And I kept going to publishers going, look, some, but we need a book that is a really mm. accessible explanation of this. Or, or you can't really explain it, but an ex- accessible kind of approach to it. Mm. And I couldn't find one anywhere, in fact. And so at first, its genesis was that I was going to write a book just on that. And I was going to call it We Need to Talk About Jehovah, which mm. I thought was one of the, you know, a really mm. good title. But in mm. fact, I didn't. Um, I didn't. In the end, I looked at that and I thought, I don't really want to just write on that. Because that would be rather a depressing yeah, sure. book. And it makes it feel like the only issues that people have with the Bible are the violent bits, which is not really true. Mm. Um, so that forms just one part of the book. There's a chapter on, on that. Um, it was really because I've, I gradually realised that the, the, the problems people have with the Bible are not to do with the Bible itself, and they're not to do with them. It's, it's that they've been misinformed. They're, they're basically with the things that are said about the Bible, the way we describe it. Mm. So if you describe the Bible as inerrant or infallible yeah. or, or you know, without without uh, contradiction, um, you're going to meet some problems in about page three. Mm. You know, you're going to meet problems very, very quickly. Yeah. If you describe it as, you know, like a, a loving gift to us from you know, a loving God, you then have problems because it seems like this loving God has lovingly commanded us to lovingly kill some people in a, <laughs> yeah, you in know, a loving way. <laughs> to affectionately anoint them with a sword. Um, <laughs> it, is, it does go a bit John Wick in places. It, <laughs> a bit John Wick. <laughs> and, you know, so it's like... um. The, the thing is, the terms we often use about the Bible are not terms that it uses of itself. No, exactly. Uh, you know, the Bible never says any of those things about itself. Um, it doesn't even give itself a title. So I wanted to write a book that sort of looked at the the misinformation we're given about the Bible and how that affects our reading, and just to reposition it as a, reframe it, which seems to be the theme mm. of this um, mm. this podcast. Yeah. You know, reframe it not so much as a thing that you read, you know, a, a manual or something like that, but as a place to encounter God. That's what I wanted yeah. to do. Great. The old sacramental thing. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so people talk about the word, you know, the Bible is an inspired word of God. And the implication, yeah. the way that's said, yes. the, the, the things that I think a lot of people want us to believe is that God typed it. That yes, he somehow, exactly. Yep. You know, he typed it, he delivered it in a jiffy bag to the desk of St. Paul uh, in sort of big manuscript. And, and St. Paul got it published. You know, and that was yeah. it. And slipped yeah. a few of his letters in. You know, and that's not, of course, how it happened at all. The, the 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 word um, translated inspired is theophanoustos, uh, which means 
yeah, Theo, well, you know this. Theopneustos yeah. means God breathed. And what I try to show in the book is that, that I am, I take that as meaning that God's breath is in this book. He brings it to life. Yeah. And so I really kind of try to try to do a book that says, okay, let's just take the Bible for what it is. Let's let's look at the text and how do we respond to that? What's okay. it going to say to us? How do we how do we pay attention to it? Great. And and are people going to love it? And who's going to hate it? Uh, I don't. I don't know who's. I can't really answer that. That's a great question. I think people will hate it if if they if they've already made up their mind. I'm assuming you're going to be treading on some sacred cows in terms of how. I people... don't so much tread on the sacred cows as machete them and serve them <laughs> up as serve them up as beef burgers. <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing about it is. I'm not really doing anything in this book that your vicar yeah. or your minister yeah. uh, or your your divinely ordained leader hasn't already encountered if they've been through any half decent Bible yeah. college. Sure, exactly. It's it's got a lot of what are called biblical studies course, but basically in yeah. there. So I don't think I'm doing too many sacred cows. I think right. probably I just talk about them in quite an honest way, and people might right. not. I mean, people might I, not respond to that. I don't know. I genuinely love your books on the Bible, not the others you've done, because you, you do, you do manage to pitch it at people like me who really hate academic reading, and you know, use language that actually ordinary people can understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I try uh, to do that. Well, yeah. that is your gift, and you fairly often put in a few double entendres, which of course I always appreciate. So. <laughs> there are, there are. I have to say, there are a few of them in there. Are there? But that's because the Bible itself has some single entendres, which yes, are always translated out. Yes, that's so there's funny, a isn't it? there's a whole chapter about the rude bits. Brilliant, which is quite fun. Brilliant. Yeah, good. Okay, um, let's think of one more question. What did you learn writing the book? Yeah, I learned never to write another book on the Bible. That was one thing <laughs> I've learned. Uh, I think I'm done now. I okay. learned. No, I learned a lot, actually. I, one of the amazing things about the Bible is that you, no matter how much time you spent reading it in your life, and I, you know, read it a yeah. lot, yeah, you yeah. keep finding stuff that you never realised was there. It's stories that you've never encountered upon because they're never preached upon because actually they're really quite disruptive and tricky. Yeah. And they, they have a theology in them that is not ours and doesn't seem to fit. You know, one of the messages of the book is that the Bible is the enemy of theology. It's mm. not very good, you know. It's the enemy, certainly, of systematic theology. You try yes, and put a system absolutely. up, you'll find a verse yeah. in the Bible that shoots it to pieces. Love um, what you're saying here. Yeah. So I think that I think that I discovered stories that I didn't know were there, and that I'm still, and now I, I can think about afresh. The question I ask myself is, why did God give us a literary text? He could have invented the the cassette recorder quite a lot earlier and just given or given us a set of powerpoints yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Why did he so, give us a story, a text? Yeah. And I think it's because there's much more space for collaboration in a story and a text. It it the reader has power actually. It, it's an empowering thing. We can use our curiosity, yeah. our imagination. Yeah. We can engage with it, and we find ourselves in the stories. I mean, yeah, that's, we do. That's the thing. Absolutely. I mean, my um, my old New Testament lecture wrote this brilliant book called um, the, uh, "Is it the story we find ourselves in, or is that the was that one of the what's his name Brian McLaren books?" Anyway, I think it was the story we find ourselves in, and it's great for that very reason that actually, as you read a story, you can 
you can connect with it in a way that you don't connect just reading yeah. about doctrine or dogma or yeah. something it's, yeah okay so how can people get hold of this book uh they buy it at bookshops all at good book... bookshops many rubbish bookshops and everything in between and a few immoral ones like amazon great uh, i i did put a link i'll put a link up in the show notes to, to various great. purchasing options good great well done the badly behaved bible Thank by you. nick page i look forward to reading it yeah well so that's what i've been doing this week so let's Yay. turn it around now oh i what can't you, match that what you've been doing i have been uh well i've been dealing with my mum yeah and that whole sort of process there's not much comedy material to be had there but um She's in that transition of moving into a care place, which is really difficult for her. But it's also very difficult for me because I'm kind of busy. And, you know, you, you know, the combination of her being sort of, you know, genuinely vulnerable and scared and losing the familiarity of a flat, which she's just about got used to, to moving again at 93. Yeah. It's really difficult. And I'm stressed because I'm trying to fit everything in. She's always thinking up things for me to do. And actually, it's, you know, it's very easy to sort of separate life, as we've talked thousands of times, it feels like, about dualism and sacred-secular divide. And actually, the thing about my, my life at the moment is if I've got some nice, cosy faith, but it doesn't result in being patient and kind to my mum, who, you know, and I say this lovingly, can be quite annoying. <laughs> yeah. You know, the spirituality is absolutely worthless. Yeah. Because my... Yeah. My spiritual path at this point in my life is all about being a good son. Well, as well as a good husband and all the rest of it. But, you know, like, you know, I, it's like we were saying earlier, you know, about the work stuff. You're so tempted to react in that way you react. But actually, I think the path of Jesus calls me to be <laughs> to be considerably better than I am at times <laughs> you know to call out that real earthy thing that says actually here's what it means to follow Jesus today I'll tell you what it means just when mum's winding you up just respond kindly to her because she's frightened and scared and yeah you know her world is, is shrinking and shrinking yeah. and actually what she needs is patient and a caring ear um and you know I'm not too busy to do that even if I my narrative tells me that I am sometimes. So a better question to ask me is how can I go around and bless my mum and have fun with it rather than how can I fit that in and, you know, yeah, yeah. all the rest of it. This, so it's that sort of stuff. That's really helpful. I did like what you just said about the, you know, what's my spiritual path at this point yeah. in life, this time of life. I think that's a really helpful metaphor. So where is my spiritual path leading me today? Yeah, exactly. With, with whom am I walking today? Yeah, exactly. And... That's a really good metaphor, I think. It is. Well, it yeah. sounds great. And in the comfort of my room now, it all sounds very doable. Of but course. of course, in the in the harsh, cold face of the reality of yeah. life, yeah. it's really it's really difficult. I did go. I, however, I did escape my world last night, and I saw John Wick three. John Wick three is like a guilty pleasure. You know, you shouldn't like it in any way because it is a genuinely mindless violence but I, it, was, it was a funny it's i think we've said before how much i love to watch die hard after an elders meeting or something like that it just <laughs> yeah you know I, something about seeing bad people getting killed just yeah. restores equilibrium and, uh, and it was i've never known a reaction like it the cinema was quite full and after the first scene <laughs> everyone's just laughing i mean everyone's, he actually I don't think this is a spoiler, is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he, you said. He I'm kills not a mind some. Reader. Well, you like books, right? 
Yeah. He he kills someone with a book. <laughs> it's, uh, well. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful doesn't thing. Kill, doesn't he kill some people with a horse in this one as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's or not. I don't think the horse is actually weaponized. Oh, okay. but, yeah, well, it's, it's, it, you know, it's really interesting because, again, I was thinking about this with stories. For years I've been saying, I've been you sort of saying, oh, you know, all these violent films, they're not very good for you. And, and there is a truth in that, I think. Yeah. But, but actually it may be that vicariously they're, dealing with a part of our, our psyche that just it. really needs yes. to be dealt with and then dealing with it in a fictional way where you yeah. can see lots of people killed and that maybe stops you doing yeah. the other thing. I don't know. I don't know. I think That's, they might serve a, good, a purpose. It's a good question. John Wick does serve a purpose. So if you're very stressed at the moment in your life, <laughs> listeners, and you know you just want to escape for a while, really, you can do no better. No, I'm ashamed. I genuinely am ashamed. I mean, the talk about the myth of redemptive violence and all that sort of thing. It's just more guns and more bad, you know, ridiculous. But kind of, in a way, slightly enjoyable. Yeah. But I am going to watch a more cultured film, um, called uh, Woman at War and that's an Icelandic film you'd like it because it's oh, got okay. subtitles and it's Icelandic oh so, right. um, it sounds good yeah, I'll tell you yeah. about that next week but, yeah. okay great uh, the other thing is we went to a funeral of a, a family friend she was sort of like an auntie to us we always called her Auntie Jean and uh, hmm it was quite religious I mean she was a Christian <laughs> aren't a lot of funerals quite religious well yeah they are but I'll be honest, I became a funeral celebrant because I went to a couple of funerals and I came out quite angry from them. I mean, it was very sort of cut and pasty. It was very much like insert name here and now let's have a whole load of long, long winded prayers and things. And then let's have some readings and then let's have a sermon and let's remember the name at the committal and service over. And that made me so cross, you know, in that arrogant way you think, well, I could do a better job than this, but... So I went into it and now I, I try not to, I don't want to sit there as the funeral celebrant being critical of other funerals, but I, I did find it really over the top. Now she was a lovely, you know, I'm sure everyone would describe her as a saint and all the rest of it, but the family, I think, are not largely speaking church goes, so to my way of thinking, you want to pitch that thing at the family. Hmm. Anyway, very easy to be critical, and I don't mean to be, but there you are. I haven't seen enough John Wick yet to really get this out of my system. Yeah, you need to go and have another viewing. <laughs> it needs to be available, the National Health John Wick. It <laughs> does. But you know what? I tell you something else. That's I must thank you for this. Um, last week, you know, you were talking about paying attention. I was, hmm. I, I was so close to thinking, right, I've got to go out and draw a leaf. <laughs> I, was right. I didn't draw the leaf, but I really paid attention to leafs. Well, you're week. going. I know that tomorrow uh, yeah. or the next couple of days or something, you're 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 going bird yeah. watching. I'm sorry I, I can't join you. No, but there's a great chance to... Uh, be attentive, isn't it? Uh, and I've been paying attention, and as well as paying attention to the beauty of the world around me, one of the things I've taken to doing in the mornings is I just, I, I, I just write in a bit of a middle of a bit of paper what's here, and then I just sort of draw out like anxiety, anger, mm. <laughs> nervous about you know just just draw mm. all those things what I'm happy about, what I'm grateful for, and that's quite a nice thing to do. I intend to do it week. Uh, daily i never do it daily right i mean you know i don't i don't think i've ever done a daily quiet thing for more than so two it's days just unpack that a, a little bit more you you you've your central question yeah so, so you have a blank piece of paper and you write in the in the middle what's here you know mm. question mark 
And then rather than paying attention to the external world, the beauty of it, you pay attention to the internal world. You just chuck down everything, mm. everything that's going on, what you're feeling about this and that, what you're happy about, what you're sad about, what you're grateful for. Just put it out. And there's something so... I mean, we said this a million times. It's something so therapeutic about getting it out of your head. Mm. And the day can just starts better. And I would add into that now just what would be a few good questions to ask as the day goes on. Then so for what, me, it could what be, might be? So like for me, it'd be like, how can I, how can I do all the work that I've got to do? Visit my mum, you know, live the way, live healthily mm. and, and, and do it smiling mm. and having fun. Mm. You know, that, those are the kind of questions. Right. What but there we go. I, I mean, I don't with? think, you know, that some some days, of course, that is a very unrealistic thing yes, to ask. Yes. But I'm going to aim high. Yes. Um, well, yeah. as we often say as well, that, that, that so these are great. I think that's a really good exercise. I'm going to try that tomorrow. But the point is, don't beat yourself up if no. you don't do it. It's not a it's, it's, it's not a tool for making yourself feel exactly. more in, crappy about yourself. It's yes. a tool for making you move in the right direction, helping you to move in the right direction. And we're in training. Yeah. We're just in training for this. You don't beat mm. yourself up in training for not going as far or as fast as you wanted to, but yeah. you're training to get that way. Yeah. Great. Well, I think we should uh, wrap up. Um, yeah. I thought the idea was to make these a lot shorter. I thought it was as well. We'll work but, on that. Um, who cares? It's, no. um, I, I don't care. Bless off, everybody. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. and buy a copy of Nick Page's new book, The Badly Behaved Bible, from all good bookshops. Indeed. Uh, thank you very much. Um, if you uh, like the podcast um, and like to support us, that would be great. Uh, otherwise, if you like the, like the podcast and you can't support us, I understand that. But if you could like and subscribe, that would be great. And that, that helps us yeah. um, get more listeners. And um, other Share ways it with of... a friend. Yeah. Share it with friends. If you have a friend, share it with them. They may not be your friend after that. But who knows? <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. Anyway, thanks ever so much for listening. We'll be back in a week unless things become even more complicated. Yeah, have a great week, everyone. Bye.